You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to kick off with Dirt and Spray. There's the snap, a spinning handoff, and it goes to Mitchell who bores his way in. That is a touchdown over the right guard. The Niners have scored again. We are in the NFC Championship game. Mahomes in the pocket, throws a deep one. Behind the defense, it is caught. Valdez Scantling with the grab. He got behind Millett for 33 yards. Downfield delivery to Valdez Scantling. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Super Week with Dirt and Spray on 1080. That was looking faster. The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spring on Portland's Sports Leader 1080 The Van. Oh, no. Oh, no. Damn it. That's not a good omen. Well, either is your computer news 10 minutes ago. Oh, there we go. My on button is like sinking into the piece, so it's hard to move. For the hype horn. Good morning. The way the morning's been going. I've been fighting with my computer here all morning. I'd ask you a serious question here that I shouldn't be asking on the air because I don't think it's great for us, but it's it kind of has to be asked. Like, at what point do we stop having technical issues from 545 to about 655? I don't know. Probably never. I don't know. You know, we're a top 15 mid-morning market radio that. show. Number 15, baby. And we can't get our computers to work. Hey, congratulations to you two. Who voted on it? I don't know. Does it actually get us anything? Not really. We get a retweet, though. That's there you nice. Go. Yeah. Uh, it'd just be nice if the computers worked. I care more about that right now. Yes. Well, we're finally starting to dump some Super Bowl media in here for you. Well, I don't know what it is. It's just that 5 a.m. It seems like I, I don't know our system just can't get... function. Yeah. It's well, like my seven-year-old waking up at six on a Saturday or six, actually six or more on a weekday because she wakes up at 630 on the weekends. But for school, I have to wait. We wake her up and my wife wake her, you know, just eh, eh. that's what our computer system is. My <laughs> seven-year-old on a Tuesday. I've had to reboot it once already. Have you really? Yeah. God, it's so annoying. Tired of dealing with that. Um, well, it's a nice little Tuesday here. I'm yeah. uh, I, I'm I'm currently I'm caught between two emotions this week, and I don't think they're going to go anywhere. I'm caught between feeling like most, if not all, Niner fans are feeling the same emotion of why are we two point favorites? 
Yeah, and nobody's picking us. I mean, I got more evidence to suggest that. And, oh, by the way, to win that Super Bowl, the illustrious Super Bowl Kyle Shanahan has never won. You got to get past Patrick Mahomes. Good luck. Travis Kelsey. all the sweeter. Like of the previous five. Well, first of all, how many of the previous five do you remember? Uh, To be totally transparent. 1994, 95 Super Bowl of the Chargers. I remember watching it. Uh, early 80s? No, not so much. Not so much, but but to defend myself a little bit here. Well, you were young if you were around. Well, I was born December of 86, so almost oh. 87, so I had missed a few parties. <laughs> I have them on tape. Beautiful. I, I got them when I was a kid. My mom found them at garage yeah. sales, and so I, I've, I've watched them a million times. Niners-Bengals is still one of the all-time great ones. Twice. Two duels. But you're right. I think winning a game against a player like that, like if anybody would have beaten Michael Jordan in a final, it probably would have been very similar, right? Of like, oh, my God, we, we conquered that guy? Yeah. <laughs> How did if, that happen? If the, if the Jazz got him one of those two times, if uh, GP and Rain Man did it, the Blazers pulled it off. It's this is one of those dumb stats that I don't think should be registered for the player, but it it will and people will echo it throughout the rest of their time. Did you know this fun fact, Swag? I didn't know this till Saturday or Sunday. You know the player that gave Patrick Mahomes his first regular season loss, his first playoff loss, and his first Super Bowl and only Super Bowl loss. Who beat them in the Super Bowl? I'm blanking. Now. Oh, you know it. He beat everybody. Oh, he beat. Oh, TB. TB12. There you go. Tom Brady gave Mahomes his first regular season loss, first playoff loss, and only Super Bowl loss. Now, again, I don't think that should be a Tom Brady stat. I think it should be like it's trivia. Hey, it's Mah- cool. Mahomes was in year it's two. A, it's a party trick. Yeah, it's a party trick, but it's also like. People are going to use it in arguments, and I'm just going to like, oh, okay, all right. We're not going to pretend that Mahomes is, or we're just going to pretend that Mahomes' offensive line wasn't completely banged up, and that was a really yeah. unfair fight. Like, we're just going to pretend that didn't it's like happen. Like all these NBA scoring things, they put up a list, and you think you're great, and then there's like Wilt did it eight times or something. Yeah, you know it, that. It's funny you say that because th- speaking of stats, like in, when Embiid had. What did Embiid, when he had 70, he was the only player. They put up a graphic and they interviewed him. Yeah. And he had, he said one of two players was the graphic. Him and Jordan, the only two in, in league history to have 65 points or more and five assists. And he went, Wilt had to have done that. And I'm like, yeah, Wilt had to have done Wilt that. Wilt didn't pass the ball much. <laughs> Come on. Accidentally getting into five assists. Wilt had to it have been able to It is pretty amazing, that. though, that, yeah, people for, people think Wilt scored the 100 with the Sixers. He did not. So Embiid actually holds the franchise scoring record for, most for points a single a game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it is iconic as Wilt was. You get reminded of it every now and then if you don't, if you're not aware of yeah. it, if you're younger than me, and you're like, yeah, I've heard about All Wilt. All stuff, and it's like, Wilt averaged 50 for a season. It's like, <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain, game two, NBA Finals, 53 points, 18 rebounds, nine assists, four blocks, five blocks, whatever it is. That's like, that's one of the the athletes like in, that I could, if I could go back in time that I didn't get to see. You missed him. Wilt? I missed Wilt. Um, Sandy Koufax, being mm. a Dodger fan, I would have loved to see him pitch live. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, I'm with you there. 
Great athletes that we that escaped our timeline. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. That's why I appreciate the ones that we do have, even when I'm not like the biggest fans of them. Yeah, appreciate them. Want to beat them? Yeah, certainly. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, that again goes back to my emotion of. I can't wait to watch my team in the biggest game, and yet I'll be sitting on my couch Man. dreading the moment he throws a deep ball, and I will just mentally be like, Valdez Scanling's going to be 10 yards behind the DB, isn't he? <laughs> isn't he? Oh, there he is! Oh, and he now didn't are drop you that go- one! Are you going to be truly all by yourself, like family out, or, or no, like the no, girl's no, going to no. be around? Yeah, and- my, fam- my family but, is allowed. Yeah, but you're not hosting a party, or you're Hell not no. getting together with other Niner honks. If and- my team is not in the Super Bowl, I have a party. I invite friends. I'll invite, well, I don't really have much family, but I'll invite my friends over. Uh, if my team's in it, leave me alone. <laughs> Just leave me alone. I couldn't handle it the first time when they played in 19. I'm sure as hell not going to be able to handle it uh, in 2023, 2024. So that's just going to make it even harder. Uh, but I have the food picked out. I know what I'm going to be eating. I'm not going to be going crazy on the binge eating. Although, you know, ask me at third quarter point if I'll be snacking on chips out of stress and panic. <laughs> Probably will be. Uh, so I'm dealing with that. And then the other thing I've been dealing with uh, sports wise, these are sports emotions. We'll talk about this a little today because I've heard and read some stuff. Portland's really going to go the trade deadline with potentially not making any moves at all. That's depressing. It is depressing, but like also we're finding out day by day by day by day that this draft class stinks. Well, that the league no value I, in draft picks. I, I think or, the league is largely going to operate the same way, Swag. Yeah, you're you got some deals to go down earlier in the season, but. Yeah, I think, well, I think two things. I think the new way they've structured the salary cap with the aprons and all that stuff. That's a certainly a big part of that all has curtailed a lot of wheeling and dealing for teams that say, wait, the bill's going to be what? Yeah. You remember yeah. what Joe kept saying when they, uh, at the the Scoot presser, the Ryan Repair, Scoot yeah. and Murray presser, he kept saying rookie scale contracts, yep. rookie scale contract he just kept repeating that phrase and i think it's because him and every other gm have looked at things and gone yeah we have to really value this right now because of the way everything is set up in the salary cap so it's a salary cap it's also teams that need players that we have kind of sitting between two options you deal what you have for the piece and you hope that piece saves whatever it is you think would save your season whether that's title or a conference you know uh Conference, cha- you know, not conference championship. What am I trying to conference final? Excuse me, match, whatever that definition is for them. Or do you wait in the summer when you have like more draft capital to go after bigger players? So that's like, that's the unfortunate part. So I'm dealing with, hey, my team's playing the best quarterback to maybe ever breathe oxygen. Good luck to you. And I'm also dealing with, hey, your basketball team that's not very good. Uh, they're probably not making a move unless all of this is a smokescreen. And even if they make the move, like, what's the move? I I don't think they value the draft picks this year. They already have two of them. And um, it doesn't appear, unless you think they should trade Brogdon in a first, for a Jalen Green, if Green is going to be given up on in Houston because he's kind of in and out of the doghouse for email. Not that that's happening. I'm just throwing out a hypothetical yeah. They That's want a what young the market player. is right now. They want a young player. And, like, you think young players that are promising 
I, it's hard to come up with many, especially ones that teams are willing to just say, yeah, you know, we'll take yeah. that veteran. We'll give you our young piece. Sure. Let's do it. So, you know, I'm mad. It's a delightful little Tuesday. Hey, I'm getting set. Bags are packed for Spokane. The pilots are on a two-game heater. The Zags are as vulnerable. They've been in a don't ruin don't my do little that. fantasy okay, world. Okay, all right. I, you know what? Thank you for don't saying that. Don't ruin my little fantasy world. I, I, w- I won't ruin it, but I will ask you. All right, I don't know your... We don't talk about this stuff. Yeah. I find out, like, when everybody else in the world finds out... Are you off Thursday or is it just the Wednesday? Is it Wednesday? No, back? we fly back because we're flying commercial. Yeah, because we don't have boosters at Gonzaga to fly. Uh, How dare fly you? private and get home. So no, I our flights like at nine in the morning Thursday. Okay, so you miss so Wednesday, I Thursday, will miss show? Wednesday and Thursday, but I will be here Friday for okay. final super preparations, a final spraying the line. Mm. I think more. I thought about it. I think we should double the values here for the final week. I, I think that's yeah. fair. I agree with you there. Um, I have to contemplate if I fade you because if I fade you, you're Ooh. caddying. That's true. Then it's on. Versus like me picking my own picks. If we both went two and one, that's then it's true. a wash. Who cares? I I don't want you to. I don't know what we're going to do about him because I don't think he's going to te- I, I He's generally locked into dad mode now. He's learning what that life is like. I understand that, but I think I think he'll, like for the Super Bowl, like I'm waiting for the point where something happens hmm. probably to his duckies at some point. Something goes down. What do you mean? What's going to happen to his duckies? His duckies are sitting in a good spot. Well, I know, good or bad, but like something where he's like, I, I, I can't keep my mouth shut. I need, I need my microphone. I have been wondering when we get past this week, or there'll be, be some, yeah, there'll be some tweet that comes out of him. There is like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it, it's all pent up, and it's just going to come. You know why he doesn't like having softy on the show? And I, I, I told we talked about this before the our new year started. Uh, we had met up and we had talked about some show stuff and I, I told him I'm not going to book softy anymore because it drives him crazy. <laughs> the reason it does, I think, is because inside he's exactly the same way. He's got a little softy. <laughs> he just he he's he's more rational with it. Whereas softy is just full on right. in your face. Husky's not the greatest thing to ever live. <laughs> Don James R.I.P. So I think that's the reason he really doesn't like softies because he knows inside he's got that Oregon softie in him. Yep. Uh, but we got a good show today. We have uh, a guest at seven. We were supposed to have the Yammer. So, oh, Yammer works on NFL Total Access. Yes. Right? So they were going through Super Bowl stuff. Correct. I was texting with Yammer before that show started, and he was asking if he could go earlier today, like a six thirty type thing. Sure. I gave him options. Then the show started. I think he got sidetracked, so he never got back to me. Okay. He's pretty good at eventually responding so we may or may not have yammer this week okay so i had to pivot off that uh we have spike eskin at 7 30 he's now the wip afternoon drive time host he's he's back he was doing some big shooter things for the company for a while he was and now he's back home in philly and the eagles are going to get to uh host be the host team for the first brazil game yeah i saw that that'll Um, be fun we get uh now NFL's just taken over the entire opening weekend. They have, and they're they're trying really hard to continue to branch out internationally, have all these big games. They'll be in Brazil, as you mentioned. This is actually smart. If you're going to play an international game, play it in the first game of the season. You got all the lead time because your last preseason game's two weeks before. You can get over there for a full week. Yep. 
uh, enjoy it a little bit. Everybody's excited. For the most part, everybody's as healthy as they're going to be. And yeah. And then you're yeah, done give fans with- a reason to fly to Brazil. Hey, yeah. everybody's, nobody's inactive. Unless something happens in camp. But if that doesn't happen, then yeah. hey, go to Brazil. Everybody's playing. They're ready to go. Exactly. So we'll talk with Eskin. Uh, we'll talk a little Eagles. I want to talk about the Embiid injury. What did the Sixers do now? Yeah. And reason we get Spike Eskin on is he's good. I want to ask him some NBA and NFL questions. Get there his you Super go. Bowl thoughts, uh, his thoughts on a certain star player that I think kind of escapes a lot of criticism that a player of his level should get. Mm-hmm. And I like the player, but I think it's fair to start kind of wondering, is, is this, what do we think about this? So we'll talk with Spike Eskin at 7.30. He's actually, he's in Vegas, but he's leaving early, so... Uh, he's going to join us at 7.30. Mail sack at 8.15. So any and all questions are welcome at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. The mail sack is basically an ask us anything. Any question, any topic, doesn't matter. We'll answer everything. We got audio to get to. It is a loaded show. I want to start, though, I want to start in football, but with are these good fits? That's next. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Tuesday on The Fan. All right, get those mail sack questions in. Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. You can put them on the YouTube comments as well. we got the YouTube page up, I believe. Everything everything going okay there? Yeah, YouTube's running fine this morning. Okay. No issues with YouTube. All right. We're top 15 mid-market morning show. We have to have our stuff running That's smoothly. Right. Not one time in contract negotiations has any of those rankings been brought up for me. I want to be like, hey, this website said we're okay. That's right. Give us a raise, please. But that's not how it works. Um, I want to start with the NFL, but not like the game, the big game, the super big game. Yeah, we got time. We 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 got all week to ease into that. Oh, we'll get into it today. I have a question. Who is the better coach in this game? Not all time, not legacy. Right now, today, who do you One think? One game schemer, X's and O's. Yes. Best utilization of personnel on the roster. I certainly could be jaded as bias here, but I'm in, I am interested in hearing the feedback, and the feedback last night with the poll question was a little eye-opening to me. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that coming up at 7. Uh, Matt Miller, good friend of the show. I don't know if we're going to get him on this year, but usually every draft time we yeah. get an email from ESPN. So maybe we'll have him. He's released his latest mock. To no surprise, Caleb going number one in his mock draft. Yeah, his was a little interesting. Oh, you saw this? I think it's a little different from most of the other ones we've seen so far. And, you know, I think he's built up a reputation. I check them all out. I'll go to CBS and check every single one of theirs out. I think he's built up enough of a reputation where people put his up on the same level as Kuiper and McShay. And so when he releases it, everybody sees it and goes, oh, where's everybody going? <laughs> Drake May goes two, Jaden Daniels three. I have no feel on Jaden Daniels as a pro prospect. I can see the positives. I also see some negatives. Yeah, and it's just hard. He seems like the anti-Patriots quarterback, but you have to get out of the mindset that Belichick is there it's running. A new stuff. era. I think they're going to do things a little differently. So uh, I'm sure Patriot fans would like to see a little more dynamic play I know, on the offensive side of the ball. I know some people in Boston, and I'll just tell you, like, Belichick was appreciated, but those last couple of years were hard on them yeah, to watch that team. That was hard to watch. Uh, Malik Neighbors, not Brock Bowers at number five to your Chargers. 
I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, they desperately need a security blanket tight end for, for Mr. Herbert. You don't want the speedster Malik Neighbors? This no. is right up the uh, the Al Davis uh, tree here. He, how no. fast is his forty? He's a big play wide receiver. He had eighty nine catches for fifteen hundred yards and four tutties. Uh, I was surprised not that Bowers just wasn't at number five. He had Bowers slipping all the way to like twelve or thirteen to the Saints. That one or no, he had him at fourteen. Hmm. He went from five in many mocks. Miller has him slipping down. If you're looking for local prospects. I like this fit, Roma Dunze in Chicago. Now, I like the fit because I think Rome is kind of built for New York. I thought he had him six to the Giants. Uh, What did I just say? He said to the Bears. To oh, Chicago. sorry. I meant the Giants. Yeah. God, I'm all over the place. Can you tell? Look at my hair. Uh, <laughs> Roma Dunze in New York is something that I, I think he's built for New York. I didn't mean to say Bears. I meant Giants. I know Daniel Jones isn't the greatest quarterback. But I think you give that team two years, and they're going to move on from this Daniel Jones thing where they yeah. pretend that he's amazing. He threw 11 touchdown passes. And Roma Dunze goes to New York with an instant, hey, I'm a star and I'm good. I like that fit. Uh, not surprising to me, given how much chatter there's been, but Oregon State's offensive tackle, Talese uh, Fuaga. Fuaga, number, number 10. 10 to the Jets. That's a nice little pickup. Well, if there's a team that needs some help on the O-line, there you go. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And then number 12, this is interesting to me. Not Michael Penix. No. Bo Nix to the Denver Broncos. I have heard uh, out of, I've seen reports on Bo Nix out of Senior Bowl that run the spectrum. Yeah. Like I, one day he was having a horrible day of practice and he didn't have arm strength. And he didn't have this. And he didn't have that. And then I've heard. Oh, the NFL GMs love him because he's so smart and calm in the pocket, but he can make the throws, and he led his team on a touchdown drive when he played. And So I don't have a good feel for what the consensus is on Bo Nix. We had uh, Trevor Sykema, who does dra- – he's the lead draft analyst for PFF, and I, I want to get him on you know, in a couple weeks once the season's done and we get closer to the draft. He, I asked him about Bo Nix, and he said – uh, Bo Nix was fine, but he wasn't great. He said very, eh, like not awful, but not the worst, but kind of middle of the road. And I'm with you. It does feel like his interviews and like just ball knowledge is generally what's sticking out for people. It doesn't mean he can't be a good NFL quarterback. It just of all the things, he had an okay senior bowl. He started out strong and it looks like he kind of faded a little bit. But number 12, I mean, Denver's a spot where we still don't know what they're doing with Russell Wilson. Yeah, they want to move him. I don't. Who knows if they can? I would they, not touch. Why would any team take that I, contract? I don't know. So you either eat the money and get out of it, and I'm sure that costs them an arm and a leg. And then you've got Jared Stidham, I believe, still behind, who I would guess that would be given the starting job. So there'd be no immediate pressure on Bo Nix, although you start like, two and six, that's when maybe the Bo Nix chatter starts to kind of pick up. But Denver could be a great spot because maybe he won't feel as rushed to, to start. He can learn the Sean Payton system, learn from Sean Payton himself. I, I like the fit, and it's a stable organization, regardless of what's happened with Russell Wilson and the Nathaniel Hackett thing. Yeah. It's still the Denver Broncos. You're not going to say, well, they don't know what they're doing now. Well, I think Sean Payton with a guy like Bo Nix, a lot of similarities maybe to Drew Brees. You like that comp, huh? Yeah. You see that for Bo Nix? There's there's worse guys you could go to for if you're a quarterback wanting to develop. 
Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, if you're going to learn from somebody, you want to learn from somebody like Sean Payton. The interesting one for me, you go through this and you get some DBs and some receivers. You got some Washington offensive linemen. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, by the way, is 28th in his mock to the Bills. A nice little pickup. Uh, yeah. Josh Allen, snap on the ball to Josh Allen. Could be worse things. Uh, lot two from UCLA at the Lions. They really need some pass rushing to help Aiden Hutchinson. Yep. So I like that fit. Uh, the one that stood out is he's got Michael Penix, but he's got Michael Penix in the second round going to the Minnesota Vikings at four, at 42. Hmm. He says the injury concerns are just there for a lot of teams. Yeah. He does comp, and I've heard this several times. I think Sikama told us last week. The comp for Penix for NFL people, this is interesting, seems to be Phil Rivers. Yeah. He's a left-handed Phillip Rivers. If you look at his motion, his size, kind of how he gets it out there, and he can spin it. Um, But, yeah, I've heard that before. Could be worse comps to have than Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers was a really good quarterback. And a nice little career. Uh, Troy Franklin slips into the second round in his mock. He goes to the Raiders opposite Devontae Adams. Well, yeah, the Raiders love speed. You know that. But who's throwing them the football? Aiden I still O'Connell? think I saw a couple where he sneaks into the end of the first round with the Chiefs. And yeah, I I've seen that too. And I wholeheartedly believe that if he's on the board, unless there's somebody that slips. So here's the Chief pick. And you can't fault him for it because I like both players. Xavier Worthy, mm. Texas wide receiver. Yep. Big play guy. They need reliable playmakers. He's kind of been that at Texas. I don't know if that translates, but... To your point, it's a Franklin or Worthy type pick yeah. right there for the Chiefs. That, yep. That feels like the most no-brainer pick, right? Go get a receiver for Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yeah. Go get a receiver. Sure hands. Good speed. You're never going to find another Tyreek Hill, but no, you need a guy that can make big plays for you. Um, Yeah, so a lot of the local guys fitting into the first round. Trice goes to the second round to the Rams. I like that. He gets to, if Aaron Donald doesn't retire, he gets to learn from Aaron Donald. Some really good picks from the local prospects. Fuaga, Odunze, Caleb Williams, kind of leading all things in the top 10 for Pac-12, formerly RIP the Pac-12, and Bo Nix to the Denver Broncos. I think we like that fit. We like that fit for him. I want to stick in the NFL. I want to get to a couple stories, uh, one with audio and one that I, I heard on my way in because I read about it, and I couldn't believe that it was real. I'll tell you what it is next. Got some funny comments. I was just catching up on the uh, the Vancouver Ford text line. 503-864-6326. Need some mail sack questions in. Got to get to them at 815. Spike Eskin will join us at 730, Swagger. I'm excited to talk to Spike yeah, Eskin. Yeah, we have talked to Spike for a while. Really good guy. Um, I want to stay in the NFL because I, uh, <laughs> I heard and saw a couple stories. So there was a, a report surfacing that Mike Vrabel, and this came from our good friend Diana Rossini, who is one of the nicest people you can work with. I got to very briefly work with her. Where's she at now? She's doing her own thing? Yeah, well, she is, but like she works at The Athletic. She's their lead NFL reporter. Gotcha. So she's highlighted on all their content, all their podcasts, whatnot. She gets to write her stories. Uh, It's a more flexible lifestyle for her. She has kids now. Yes. Which, I'll tell you, when I met Diana Rossini, I was a lot younger, and so was she, but like, didn't see that in the horizon? That didn't. Uh, the Diana Rossini I knew at that time <laughs> did not strike me as big uh, have kids energy. But congratulations. Or she's doing fantastic in her career. She was doing the athletic NFL show. And she told Robert Mays, our other good friend, that 
Mike Vrabel, because he asked, how come Vrabel didn't catch on here? That a GM told her at the Senior Bowl that Mike Vrabel and his physical stature, it deterred teams away from wanting to meet with him in person, and it intimidated teams. That his just presence, his naturally big... And she was like, this is ridiculous. That's not yeah, real, right? Like he's an ogre or something? And the anonymous GM was like, no, it's it's a real thing. Like, when you get in a room with a big person... It's too intense. Yeah, you kind of have to feel like you give in to him. And, and I will echo it in this way. Sometimes when I see Sukanic, I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> we all good up there? Because he's a big dude. That's true. But Mike Vrabel, uh, reportedly too intimidating for teams to want to hire. Because if you add the football mochismo stuff with the, I know how to win, my way wins, plus your 6'4 and a half, 6'5. Yeah. Three bills. They don't want to, they're fearful of having to tell him no. I don't know about you, but I would be slightly nervous working with a guy that out loud admitted he'd cut his wiener off to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's a different level of commitment and crazy that I'm not <laughs> built for. And so the report is from Rossini, and I listened to it on my way in that, yeah, there were some NFL teams looking for coaches, and the sheer size of Mike Vrabel may have been too intimidating for them. And I loved when everybody saw this on Twitter yesterday and basically responded, well, if Dan Campbell was in Detroit, we know who the Lions would have picked up because they love big, intimidating dudes. That's right. So Mike Vrabel, a good coach by almost everybody's viewpoint, not getting a job this cycle because, well, some of these teams just a little too intimidated by the old size of him. Well, Dan Quinn's not a small guy. No, he's not. No, he's not. But who strikes more fear in you? Yeah. There's a little bit of crazy in Vrabel that I... He I, was a linebacker in the NFL yeah, for a long time. And I've always said this to former <laughs> football players when I meet them. You guys are insane. You know that, right? Like, to play that game at that yeah. level, you have to be clinically insane. Um, so Mike Vrabel, I guess, just too big. A problem every guy liked to hear about, but in a different way and almost a negative. Yeah. Um, the other report comes from our good friend Boomer Esiason. Boomer! An Odyssey employee. And Boomer Esiason on his radio show yesterday talked about the Atlanta Falcons, and they chose Raheem Morris. And the reporting was the front office didn't like Belichick and the power he could get. Blank wanted Belichick because, well, he's Belichick. And eventually the front office won out here. Not so fast, my friend. Boomer Esiason suggesting maybe Bill said no to them. You know, that supposedly Arthur Blank was bought into Bill Belichick and could have offered him the job. Wow, and you tell me that Bill said no? I, you know, and I don't know why. Again, I don't know why guys say no or, but I'm, I'm legitimately an NFL executive basically told me that, that they believe that he, Arthur Blank offered Bill the job. Wow. Now, there may have been some caveats to that offer. Yeah. You never know. You know, it's never like, okay, Bill, I want you. Here's a five year contract. You do whatever you want. I don't think it was one of those. The way it was made sound to me, it was like, okay, I understand your concerns, but you're going to have to deal with some of this, and we want you to come in, we want you to be the coach, and then maybe he just thought better of it and just maybe said, you know what, I, I, I don't want to go right back in, I want, to, I want a year away. 
What do you believe here? I'm not saying uh, uh, Boomer Esiason isn't well-sourced. He obviously is Boomer Esiason. But do you think Belichick said no to them, or do you think they ultimately decided to say, eh, we'll go Raheem Morris? I I think Belichick wanted to go in and be able to do things exactly the way he is used to doing them. And if he didn't find something that he thought in his mind was plug and play. Yeah. He would pass. Now, I don't know what all that entails and how, but uh, I, Bill Strait, he doesn't want, when it's time to make decisions, he don't want 17 people in the room. So you don't buy the collaborative part of him. You think that that's maybe I long I think there's gone. collaborative in gathering information. But decision-making. And, and getting a, a whole lot of input and, and understanding and as, as many different – he wants to look at something as in many different ways, and he wants to see how other people see it, how his players see it, how other people see it. But when it's time to make a decision, he's making the decision, and that's it. He's going to be 72 in April. Yep. That's the impression I get. I know team like it's the NFL. Like they'll hire, you know, they'll choose players that have off-field issues because they're amazing. They'll choose controversial things. That's the NFL. Yeah. We're gonna have a team really be so desperate next year. They're gonna hire a 72-year-old whose last three seasons were, I mean, by every measurement, pretty awful. I mean, he gave his second year quarterback a special teams and defensive coordinator as his OC. I and I, I come back to that because it's not to knock yeah. his res his resume speaks for itself. I just think when you start doing that kind of stuff, you've lost me. You're showing me that either you think you're so good that you can overcome or get through, or you've lost touch with the reality of what the league is now. Cause I thought that was reprehensible in the moment, and it just proved to be even worse than we thought because, well, look at last year. Team's just gonna give it all to a seventy two year old. Depends on how desperate a particular team is. Sometimes coaches don't get to go out the way that players do. Nope. And I, I've noted this before. Like, I think Popovich is interesting in San Antonio. The Spurs are bad. And like I've watched their games, and I'm like, they have talent. They shouldn't be this bad. But, you know, Pop hasn't won in a long time. I know. Um, we, we never want to admit it with coaches because we kind of just yeah. – we love coaches. We appreciate them. But most coaches don't age out gracefully. I think Pop, though, is handling it better than Belichick was handling it. Well, there's okay, but what I would say to that is also like San Antonio, uh, they're never firing him. No. When, 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 what, like Pop's last great year was it their last title? Was it 2014? Because I think largely they've been a first round and done yeah, team or not in the playoffs. Yeah, sort of left at that point, right? Yeah, but. Uh, and it certainly it takes a, a, a an entire team to build a roster. But I mean, he certainly got a a piece in Wemby. Like, they're like the third worst team in the league. They I have a player that. averaging eighteen, like three and ten. I just, okay. I'll be curious to see what I don't know what their cap situation's going to be, but how, if Wemby is a draw for veteran free agents, like it's like uh, I, I'd I'd love to go play with that guy because right, he's got. I mean, he's just a freak, and so... I didn't mean to take us to Wimby talk. I was trying to stay on Belichick, but I was just giving examples like, not every coach just retires it. Well, I'm going out on top. Not every coach can can let it go. It'll be interesting to see with Belichick if he finds something, if he does get into TV or find something else to do football-related and finds he enjoys it, and or 
finds, oh my God, I can't stand this. I still have more to prove in the game. Hard to see like him wanting to go out. more wins. Yeah, I think he wants the record. <laughs> and I think that's the other part is, is like, does he care about more of the record than winning the Super Bowl? And that sounds ridiculous, I know. But he's 72, man. Like, Oh, I know. I'd have a 10-year run here. That's just not going to happen. It's not feasible. Boomer and saying Bill Belichick saying no to the Falcons, according to a source to him, whereas we were told the Falcons said no uh, to him and, and would rather have Raheem Morris. Uh, we'll pivot. We'll get back into the NFL. Who has the better coach? In the game, Shanahan or Reed? We'll get into that top of the hour. Uh, coming up next, a couple of hodgepodge things I want to get to in sports. That's next on the fan. We'll get into the uh, little Super Bowl stuff coming up. We got some audio. They're breaking up uh, media day into two days now, so day one was yesterday. Got some clips from that from Goodell. They're doing well. I know that there's there's more orchestrated media sessions. Yeah, I think last night's like a general, like the quarterbacks together. They had a, I have a clip with Kelsey and Kittle together. Yeah. And then I think today. No, last night was the big thing. Like they were in the stadium, like they turn everybody loose. And now it's more, uh, you'll see selected. So the coach and like offensive players will be at the podium. You mean like like, they're one person podiums, right? Isn't that what today is? No, that was last night too. That was going okay, well, on at I the same this, time. Yeah, okay, but I, I was confused because they were doing the group. Anyways, we got the audio. I, yeah, we, I don't know we what got – there wasn't – I don't know. There wasn't too much nonsense. No, there was some good cuts, though. I thought yeah. there was some good cuts. We'll bring those to you in the second hour of the show. Uh, you don't need to feel sorry for an athlete that's going to make, like, almost a half a billion dollars and has had one of the greatest careers a player could ask for. But do you feel sorry for Mr. Mahomes? No, I it's oh. not Mahomes. Oh. I um I actually felt myself feeling hey, don't pull that right there. I just kind of stopped there. I shouldn't have stopped. I, f- I, f- I felt myself feeling bad last night, Swag. I watched the end of I was watching some league pass stuff in between the NFL and I was perusing around. I watched Hawks Clippers, right? I, I Nets Warriors was a good game. I felt myself feeling bad for Clay Thompson. Did you see this? Clay Thompson did not close the game with the Warriors. Mm. And I was going to pull the audio, but he doesn't have a mic necessarily in his face, so it's harder to hear. But he's like visibly emotional during the post game in the locker room because they're basically saying, hey, man, like you didn't close the game. Uh, was that hard for you? And and he's as honest as you could be. I, I This is what I love is the honesty he he was like, no, it's hard. It's this is really hard for me to be who I once was and to have yep. both those injuries happen back to back, and it to basically strip me of of my identity as a as an athlete. I mean, again, you don't have to feel bad, but I did. I felt bad. I I I've always pinpoint Clay Thompson as a Portland guy, right? Like when you talk about players, not that he lived here his whole life because he didn't, but. You know, I heard, I've heard stories. He used to run around our old building that we worked at before we moved. As a child, they'd be like, yeah, he used to run the halls all the time. And and I just, I've always rooted for Clay. I couldn't have been more wrong on a player coming out of college in the NBA. It's one of my worst takes is that I didn't think Clay Thompson would be any good. And he became Clay Thompson. And now he's a shell of himself, unfortunately. And last night it really hit him. He did not close the lineup with the Warriors. They closed it out with younger guys. They beat the Nets. And he he gave them their flowers. He said they they played awesome. He, he kept going between. That's it's hard. This is really hard. This sucks. But he didn't want to get in the way. Yeah. And so he would immediately also say, "I was proud of those guys. Those guys played really well." 
it's a weird balance of emotion, I would imagine, being a leader of a team where your role is diminishing and they're talking about trading you, but you're being a good teammate and you're supporting the younger guys on your team. I, I, I just, it's a weird place to be in. And I thought Clay Thompson was as vulnerable as an athlete can be in that moment, given everything his career's been and kind of what it's unfortunately turned into. Yeah, he's always been honest like that. It's been really refreshing um, to see somebody have that level of success and be able to maintain that level of candidness when you talk to him. And yeah, it's just it's just unfortunate. So hopefully he can. I don't know how much more rehab and and things that he might be able to do in the off season to improve his his physical abilities at this point in his career or just at least maintain something but he also seems like the kind of guy who could it's tough to do it when it's going on when you're used to doing something and they're such ha- creatures of habit mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's being it's being forced to change upon you yeah in the off season then if you have is like okay this is we want to maximize you. We can't have you out there for 36 minutes. You just can't do it anymore. This is how we want to utilize you. This is what we want it. And he can work on it all summer and embrace it sort of thing. Um, we'll see if that happens. They they care a great deal about winning. They've established yep. so much since they started winning with that group. Everybody on is on the table, according to multiple reports, except Steph. What, what I would say, and I'm not a Warrior fan by any stretch, and, and largely – Ended up hating that team when they got KD. Uh, but ad- admiring it, being jealous of it, acknowledging how great they were, even without Kevin Durant, I really hope they don't trade him or any or any other significant part of what their title run was. So you think Draymond and Clay and Steph will just all walk off together? Or no. they'll go they'll they'll stay there kind of like Manu Parker and and, and uh, Duncan. Duncan did. No, I don't think that'll happen. What I would say is I don't want them to be traded at the deadline. Oh, and, okay. and we'll get to the deadline if stuff. If something happens in the off season and That's you part ways yeah. and let them have this last year. They may not make the playoffs. They're not a very good team. I've watched a, a ton of their games. Maybe they've got something given Kaminga valuable minutes in these spots, but make your Chris Paul trade. Trade him and bring in whatever, try to get the play in, or maybe you make the playoff. I, I don't know. They're not winning a title, but I, I think they're at least owed that. Let them have one. Let Just go through the whole season and let them have that last ride, whatever it may be, and then evaluate things when you get to the offseason, and that's probably when it happens, but... You know, also acknowledge in that last game, knowing that it's probably over, allow them their moment. And then they'll come back and they'll get more moments. But I, I found it, um, as somebody that's been doing therapy for, you know, seven, eight months now, I found that very therapeutic and also, like, emotional watching Clay Thompson acknowledge how difficult that is become in his professional life but how admirable I think the leadership and team part of supporting the younger players uh, really was. Full display in the locker room. Uh, Loaded second hour, Spike Eskin will join us at uh, 7.30. We start the second hour with this. Who's got the better head coach? Not career-wise, not legacy. Right now, who's the better coach? Shanahan or Reed? Hour number two, Dirt and Spring on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's football's biggest week. I know it's Vegas. It's a lot of fun. But for us, it's, it's a business trip in the true sense. And we're going there to play a football game and, and try to find our way to win it. I think that's going to be the mindset uh, starting today. The Chiefs are in their, their, what, their fourth Super Bowl in five years. While we might be under the radar, I guess, to people on the outside, I think the Chiefs are very aware that we're not under the radar at all. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Super Week with Dirt and Sprague on 1080. We know we're seeing something special. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The Fan, the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2, YouTube.com, and 1080 AM, the morning dial. AM radio. Uh, you can reach the show at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They teach you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at VancouverFord.com. Spike Eskin of uh, Sports Radio WIP, although I don't think he's technically started yet. Uh, he ran WFAN in New York, worked for our CBS national company as well. He wants to get back into the take business, and uh, he has slid out of the corporate offices down into the studio where he will give off the hot takes in Philly uh, with Ike Reese in the afternoon because our good friend John Marks, uh, John Marks Media, left the company and he's doing his own thing now. He wants to see his kids and have dinner with his kids and working three to seven makes that incredibly difficult. Uh, He will join us, Spike Eskin, at 7.30. We got the mail sack to get to at 8.15, so get those mail sack questions in. Any and all questions are welcome at the mail sack. Uh, what have you guys been up to lately? What are hobbies you're getting into? Any questions you want to dive into, uh, you can send them into the text line, the Vancouver Ford text line, the YouTube comments, Twitter, what have you. 
I want to start the uh, second hour of the radio program with uh, the coaching matchup in this one. I'm I'm fascinated by a lot of elements of this game, Swigard, just from a matchup standpoint. And one of them is Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan. Two offensive geniuses. Yes. And I asked a question last night on Twitter, at Dirt and Sprague, uh, X, whatever you want to call it, who is the better coach? Not, and this, I should have put, not legacy, not for their entire career. Andy Reid wins that, no problem. Right now, to you, who is the better coach? Seemingly started out entirely Andy Reid. I'll go check up on the status of this, but it was overwhelmingly Andy Reid. And a couple people, a couple listeners responded, easily, Andy Reid. Handedly, Andy Reid. And I thought I thought that was a very, not that it's the wrong pick, but interesting how quickly it was just all Reid, no Shanahan. Uh... It's hard in this game to I, I kind of look at the coaching staffs as a whole because Spagnolo's gonna be such an integral part, what he's done with that Kansas City defense this year. I mean, he helped shut down the Shanahan offense in nineteen yeah. in his first year as DC. Exactly. So uh I do like Andy Reid in this game. One He's not that Shannon has been there before, but he's been there so many times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's at least he seems outwardly. I don't know as much about Shanahan, but he's he's far more receptive and inclusive to ideas from whoever and whenever up and down the team uh, to to try and take advantage and find you know ways to gain an advantage in a game. Kyle's. Kyle's really scripted. They like to have their game plan going. I, I I think Reed's more likely in the course of a game to scrap something and try something different. Why do you feel that way? I don't know. I don't know if it's just his his own personal nature, but because one of his reputations, Andy Reed, for a long time, and 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 I think it still sits with him a little bit for people is that hey, it's you know fourth and four, and unless Patrick like absolutely will not get off the field. There's still people that believe Andy Reid will punt, right? We talked about that going to the Lion yeah. game. Who's going to blink on fourth down? And Dan Campbell going all – he's all in on fourth down, right? It, why kick a field goal and tie the game? I'm going for it. We're winning the game. Josh Reynolds drops pass. I, I just – I think some of that – you know what's interesting to me is when we, when we talked about Shanahan in this run the Niners have had where they've – what is it? Four out of the last five, they've been in the NFC yes. title games. They've been to a Super Bowl. They lost to Andy Reid and the Chiefs. It, I, I remember saying a few weeks ago, it's very reminiscent of Andy Reid in Philly, where you, you know he's good. It's not really a question of how good he is. Whether he's one, two, three, four, I, I don't know where Kyle Shanahan registers for most NFL fans, but he's got a little bit of the Philly Andy Reid stuff. You know he's good, yet he didn't break through. He got to one Super Bowl. Kyle got to two. And there's a really good read on NFL.com of how they're kind of mirroring each other, except right now Kyle is in his Philly days. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that means Kyle's going to go to another team and, you know, find his quarterback. Mike Sando, I thought, wrote a really good piece of how the Chiefs built their team is sustainable and how the Niners have, like, stayed here isn't lucky, but it's also not very sustainable. They've swung and missed greatly in the draft, going after Trey Lance, 
not even really scouting or paying attention to Patrick Mahomes, who was readily available for them in the Solomon Thomas draft, but instead they had to have another defensive lineman. Uh, He ended up being a bit of a bust. He's on like his third team. You could have got Patrick Mahomes. The only interesting part of this to me, because I think most people pick Andy Reid swag, was the responses to, well, Reid, Reid because he won on the road. Reid because in this game, I think he's a better coach. And and, and I certainly could be, that can be true. But my response is kind of like, so if I gave Patrick Mahomes to Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy to Andy Reid, are we having this matchup? Are you picking Andy Reid to beat Kyle Shanahan if he has Pat? And look, he could have had Patrick Mahomes. He didn't want him. He didn't scout him the way Kansas City scouted him. But I, I just, I think sometimes it does boil down to that. That Andy Reid is all-time great. Like, one of the greatest coaches to ever coach football, Andy Reid is there. I thought he was kind of in that category even before winning a Super Bowl because what he did in Philly was so special. And then he won the Super Bowl. And then he won another Super Bowl. And he might win his third title. And that just cements the legacy. I believe he'd become the sixth coach all-time to win three. Let's see. Belichick. You got uh, Knox. Uh, Belichick. Uh, 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 Walsh, Walsh, uh, uh, Cowboys, uh, blanking on him. No, no, you're right. They two, only two won two one. in the seventies. That's right. Landry had two. Jimmy had two. So maybe it's very at one. I saw the stat on NFL.com. It's either five or six. But he'd be joining rarefied air yeah. in NFL history. But sometimes it boils down to you got the better quarterback too. That, that that matters in the equation. Certainly like, in today's game. Well, I thought this was an interesting point that they they this listener Dustin chose Reed because Kansas City went on the road against the two seed, went on the road against the one seed, and that was an amazing feat. They were an underdog at Baltimore. A lot of people picked against them. They were Baltimore. They were uh, a slight underdog at Buffalo. I picked against them. They win. But I just I think some of it too is how much is the quarterback dictating these terms versus if you don't have that generational uh, quarterback. One of the great stories in NFL history with the draft is that during the year that Mahomes was coming out, and the Chiefs were kind of way back. I think they traded up ten spots to get him, so like in the twentieth range because they were a playoff team with Alex Smith. One of the great stories is the general or not the general manager. But the assistant GM, who I believe is now the GM now, every single day, he left a note on Andy Reid's desk. Every single day. Hey, Mahomes. And it'd be like Mahomes' stat line. It'd be Mahomes' tape. And eventually, Reid came in and saw this and called him. like, hey, man, I get it. You really want this guy. You don't have to do this anymore. I got the message loud and clear. (laughs) And then Reid scouted him as well. And then Reid, of course... Smart, great yep. mind. Said that kid has a cannon. Looks like he can do some things. He can improvise the best of them. And they hit a home run. But like even in Andy Reid, sometimes those guys don't even see it. It takes that other voice, that yeah. other pair of eyeballs to go, yo, there's this kid. And then Reid's alerted to him and he goes, yeah, yeah, you were right. I think I think that's one thing when Andy got to Kansas City, I think he's a lot more open to – ideas, information, concepts, and ultimately it's his responsibility to figure out how it all comes together into a team and a game plan. Do you think in Philly he was not the opposite but a little more stubborn or yeah, 
Yeah, okay. Because I definitely feel that way about Kyle Shanahan. I think Shanahan... I think Kyle's, uh, you know, he's obviously was ingrained with his father and... I comped him, I told Nimick this. I comp him to like the coaching equivalent of Manning. And I don't mean that to say like, oh, he's a top three coach of all time. What I mean though is sometimes your genius gets in your way. Sometimes you're so smart yeah. that you you kind of outthink the moment. And he he did that against Green Bay. Well, I I can't give him the ball back. Dude, there's four minutes left in the half. You might get two possessions here, but you coached it so scared of having Jordan Love have the ball. That you moved forty yards in four minutes, that and then you missed. You had your field goal. Was he blocked the field goal? That's that's atrocious. Yeah, you're outthinking the room. You're thinking too hard here, buddies. You know it. What his genius is in offense, what his philosophies are, and how successful they can be. Because well, he did it with Jimmy G, and here he is doing it with Mister Irrelevant. But I think the element you're hitting on is a, it's a very valuable one. And one that I want to see if it plays out in the Super Bowl. Many think it's just going to boil down to, well, it's Mahomes. They got Mahomes. Yeah. But does Reed make a pivotal decision? Is Reed going to be more flexible versus Shanahan? How scripted is it going to? We know it's going to start scripted. Is he just going to abandon the run game? Is he going to stay with the run game? Even if it doesn't have success, there is an element of Shanahan where sometimes he gets in his own way. And I, I cannot wait. I mean, I'm a nervous wreck about it, but I cannot wait to see if it plays itself out in the Super Bowl. Even the Lion game. Bit odd. Bit odd their two playoff games they've had. I totally understand why people would take Kansas City. Like, what the hell is this? Are you the team that barely beats the seven-seeded Packers at home and needs this great comeback? Or did you just play bad football back-to-back weeks and now you got two weeks' time, 12 weeks, 12 days, whatever it is, and you figure this out. It's, you know, the quarterbacks are important, obviously, but this is the matchup of matchups. You got two great offensive minds. Andy Reid going for his, th- his third one, and Kyle Shanahan looking to exercise those demons in this one and, and win his first one. So uh, just an interesting matchup in general in a lot of positions. Coaching, I think, kind of takes the cake given everything we've seen with Reid and Shanahan in their career. We'll get some audio. We got Spike Eskin at the bottom of the hour, the mail sack at 8.15. Dirt and Sprague back with more on 1080 The Fan. I think it's a good one from Martin Coach. Greatness often tied to a great player. And that's the other element. That That's kind of my point. It's like, it's it's not to take anything away from Reed. I, I love Andy Reed. Somebody said, I think uh, Reed's players are run through a wall from him. And I, I, I kind of think some of that is, well, he's he's the happy fat guy. I mean, he seems like the likable, lovable character here. Like, oh, I'm just Andy Reid. Give me your chicken nuggies, you know? Like, <laughs> Shanahan's more intense. Yeah. He's got the nice haircut. He's dressing more trendy. And he's like, no, we run our stuff and we only run our stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he's more buttoned yeah. up and operational that way. Whereas it kind of feels like Reed, and he doesn't, but it feels like Andy Reed just kind of trots it out. He's got some mad scientist to him. He does. He does. But I think it's also, give me your chicken nuggies, that makes him more lovable. Of course. Uh, but I, I generally agree with that. Like, you got to have the great player. It's it's not to take anything away from the coach, but the Kansas City Chiefs aren't doing this unless they have somebody find Mahomes at Texas exactly. Tech. And say, Andy Reed, we're taking him. And he's like, well, okay. That's what it takes sometimes. Uh, All of the matchups you could go through, and there's certainly some to talk about through the rest of the week. It is only a Tuesday. But that 
that really is up there for for one of my favorite ones. That and the kicker. I don't know why I'm so fixated on this kicker thing, but I'm just afraid it's, it's a gonna... two point spread. Well, right. I'm just afraid it's going to rear its ugly head. Jake Moody, 45 yards out. Niners down one. Seven seconds left. No timeouts. Moody for the win. I'm feeling like that's going wide right, Bob. If it's Butker, I'm I'm looking the other way, and I'm emotionally yeah. ready to maybe start crying and saying, oh, he won again. I, I think, one, it's a controlled environment, so I'm not as worried about that. Now, I don't know what Moody's range is. Butker, I'm fine if they put it down at midfield in a controlled environment. If he's loose and limber, ready to go from 60. Going from the 60-yard game-winning they need field one, goal? Yeah. I'm, I don't know what Moody's range Could is. Could you imagine if Butker did kick a game-winning 60-yard field goal at a Super Bowl? It'd be Man. insane. Yep. Um, but I don't think Reed will hesitate if it comes down to that, if that's what it is. He, he'd run him out there. Yeah, I don't that yeah. I don't I think Andy Reid would just trust his players. Like let the players make the play. Call the best thing you can, and if that guy's got that leg, then let him do it. I, I misspoke. I, I don't know why. I called him Chuck Knox. Yeah, you were in some Seahawk thing there, apparently. Uh Chuck Knoll. Chuck so Knoll. here are the only so thirteen coaches in NFL history have won multiple Super Bowls. Yes. Only four have won uh, at least three Lombardis. Belichick. Belichick. Chuck Knoll. Chuck Knoll. Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. Uh, 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 uh. Who else got? I I told you the name during the break, and we largely forget about him because somehow a couple teams won and we overlooked them. Hmm. Think 80s, early 90s. 80s, early 90s. No, 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 no. He got two with the Giants. Yeah. Oh, Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Of Joe Gibbs Racing. Yes. Joe Gibbs, largely forgotten about in this conversation, but really damn good. John Riggins, the Hogs. I think he did it with three different quarterbacks, didn't he? He did, yeah. He had Doug Williams. One of our listeners said he's the only quarterback to do it. Or the only coach. Or coach, yeah, sorry, to win three different yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah, Gibbs, yeah. he had Rippon, and Theismann got the first one. Theismann, Doug Williams, and I think Rippon, yeah. yeah. Those are his three quarterbacks. But, I mean, look at that. He was winning in the era, I mean, the 80s were the Niners. Yep. And then the early 90s was the Cowboys, and he somehow got three in the middle of That was back when that. the NFC East was owning stuff. Like, you go back between the Cowboys, the Giants, and, and Washington at the time. I mean, seemingly. Yeah, because Washington and the Giants and then the Cowboys had their little yeah. 90s run. Yeah, how about they that? all won some multiple, uh, multiple. Well, no, did the Cowboys win one in the, Cowboys didn't. They didn't win one in win the 80s. Win one in the 80s. I they don't believe so. They won two in the 70s yeah. and three in the 90s. They were close in the 80s. They were in it a ton. I mean, the Niners had to get yeah. past them to eventually start their run. So they were like the team to beat because of what they had done in the 70s. So, yeah, Joe Gibbs gets largely forgotten here. I, I, this is sad to say, and it kind of dates me a little bit. At this point in my life, I think I identify Joe Gibbs as much with race car, race cars uh, as I do football. As nuts as that might sound yeah. out loud, Joe Gibbs racing. Are you darn right? Uh, we'll see if Andy Reid gets his third. I mean, it certainly would put him in the conversation. I know for many, you can't beat Belichick because, well, he's got more. I, I don't I think the conversation's more nuanced than that personally. 
And some people think it's a credit to Belichick that his coaching tree is so bad because it's like, look, you can't duplicate what he is. Yeah. I argue the opposite. I think when your coaching tree's expanded and you look over the, like, we, we could have talked about this with Lombardi for an hour. If you went the Bill Walsh tree, for example, look how many names came from that tree. And then who learned from that branch of that tree? You know? In a way, I know they don't run the exact same offense, but in a way, Kyle Shannon's kind of tied to that a little bit. His dad, what he learned from him, and, you know, Holmgren for so Andy Reid. I mean, you got so many guys from the tree. I, I think when you evolve and the sport still incorporates a lot of your structure or your philosophies in ways, I think that's also it's a it's an interesting conversation to have Andy Reid if he wins his third Super Bowl where he kind of is in the hierarchy and pecking order of all things. Uh, we have a lot to get to. We got the mail sack at 8.15, so get those mail sack questions in to the Vancouver Ford text line. Uh, but coming up next, we talk a little NBA, a little NFL, a little all things. Spike Eskin, now Sports Radio WIP uh, host in the afternoons. He's going to join us. I believe he's live from Las Vegas, where he said it's an S show. Oh, it says on Radio Row. I Well, I think he was on Radio Row, but he's flying out today, so uh-huh. I don't think he was there for very long. But he's going to join us coming up next for the Daily Ticker. Spike Eskin on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Well, it might be a mistake here, Swigard. I'm I'm nervous for our guest because uh, technically... Still VP of programming for the radio station in New York and, you know, our partner CBS Sports. So I'm kind of talking to a boss right now, but I'm also like mentally assuming he's the WIP afternoon host. He's also the host of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast that covers the Sixers. Uh, Spike Eskin joins us. Good morning, Spike. Are you in Vegas still? I am. I am. How's uh, how's all uh, that going? I, you know, the worst place in all in our entire country so uh that's as a vacation vacation i dislike it is a i think it's a proper home for this so i'm getting out of town today thanks oh god bless you for that one um i want to start with this i i asked this question on our show page last night i'm curious your thoughts 
Not legacy, not for their career. Right now, who has the better coach, the Chiefs or the Niners? Oh, the Chiefs. I, I'm, you know, it seem like, you know, at least Andy Reid doesn't seem like gotten older. He's gotten any worse. It just seems oh, no. as we get older with more information, get smarter. So I, I don't know. I would say Andy Reid. How would you not say Andy Reid? Spike, can we call you? Can we call you right back? We have this like hang up. We keep it keeps cutting you out, and that's probably our board. Can we call you right back in just a second? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Dang it! I hate when that stuff happens. It's bad timing. It always happens to us too. What are we doing here? Basic phone calls. Basic. Andy Reid. Interesting uh, last comment there. Like, how do you, how is it not Reid? Very valid points. Two Super Bowls, maybe a third. Reid's been great, man. Philadelphia comes from the Walsh tree, learned from San Francisco roots, and, you know, came close in Philly, came a quarterback short, got to Kansas City, took him two years, found the quarterback. Boom. Bada boom, bada bing. Uh, so hopefully we can get him on just a second here. Spike Eskin. Uh, formerly running, well, still technically a W fan. I think he starts at Philly pretty soon here as the afternoon host uh, of WIP. So maybe we can hear his full thoughts there uh, uninterrupted. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's in an airport. Maybe it's just bad reception at an airport, uh, and that's what kind of did it there. But we've had luck like that before where we get these guests, and for some reason right when it happens. Do we got him back? All right, Spike, can you hear us? Fine. Apparently, I'm the I'm the problem. So I I hope I I hope I sound better now. Uh, you sound a little better. We'll play it by ear and just hope to God you don't cut out again. So you set you picked Andy Reid there, right? That's I heard that right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. yeah, I think that's a pretty easy pick. You don't think it is? No, I I, I certainly understand Reid. I think um, I'd just be interested to hear what what it is if the Niners win the game. You know, like and I I, I think Kansas City and Mahomes, everybody's going to pick them, but. You know, getting to four out of five in the NFC title game, then to a Super Bowl, back at another Super Bowl, doing this with Mr. Irrelevant, I, I think it's a worthy conversation just for the season, not necessarily the career here, because you can't compare to what Andy Reid is. Yeah, I, I also don't think you can make the career part go away for context. And I think it's fair to say that the Niners have probably the most talented in the entire league, which... You can't. You don't want to take it away from Shanahan. Obviously, it's not his fault that the roster's so good. But you talked about Mister Irrelevant. You know, Andy Reid has has done good things with quarterbacks who are not Pat, Patrick Mahomes, too. So I don't know. It's it's certainly a good question, but I think I'd have to default to Reid. I uh, I I actually thought of you because you're you know going back to Philly here. We're really excited for you. I'm happy for you. Uh, I know you do the rights to Ricky Sanchez. I've loved Joel Embiid this year. Dude's been he's been awesome. And to see what happened with the injury. Uh, it's pretty devastating. Uh, Zach Lowe had a good point of kind of a generational big in a lot of ways. Like he's kind of a combo of, you know, a shack and, you know, hyper athletic guy that can move with the basketball. What, what's it, what's that been like last two days from your vantage point of, of seeing what happened to Joel Embiid? I think it's just sad, right? I mean, I think from a, uh, a talent standpoint, he, he, to your point, I, I don't think I've seen anything like him, you know, in my life. He, the other player that I always think about when I see Embiid is is Patrick Ewing because Ewing had such a soft jumper as well, which Embiid has just gotten better and better at that every year. And this year was like like something I had never seen before. Uh, and I think it's just you have to at some point come to the realization that they're going to have to get lucky for him just because of – Body is, and and by the way, Shaq is the exception. 
guys. A lot of big guys go through this, you know, through this and Bill Walton went through this and there's a lot of really talented guys that go through these issues. And it's just, it's a shame. Sort of seems like he has it go something like this. Do you think the Sixers are looking to be active on that? How do you think they're approaching the deadline here? Because it, by, Woj, I think, said this on the uh, Bobby Marks pod of just it seems like a lot of teams might not be th- – there's not going to be a very active trade deadline. Might have some trades, but not a very active one. How do you think the Sixers are approaching this? Well, I think I'll probably approach it in a similar way in that I don't think they were going to make a move, a big move, that did not have implications beyond – season so i always thought that if they were going to make a big trade whatever player that they were going to for for would have been in las vegas would have been there beyond uh and and i think the same way and i sort of get this too that there probably any big stars that are moved at the deadline so um i i think generally they approach it the same way i think the biggest question is if they were going to trade for someone like demar derain's been brought up you know, contract is expiring at the end of this year. I think you have to be very careful with that. So, same way. Uh, Spike, I, 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 I hate to do this, dude, because I really want, I wanted to have you on the show. I don't, I don't know if we can keep going. You keep cutting out pretty badly. And again, I, I will just take responsibility on our end for this. And I, I wanted to say thank you for hopping on the show, but like the phone just keeps constantly cut. You keep dropping and dropping and dropping. And I know. It's uh, it can be frustrating on both ends there. So I'm I'm sorry about this, but can possibly rain check it, possibly rain check it. Yeah, whatever you want, I'll do a landline next time. It's a brand new iPhone. So I apologize. I'm sorry. Well, that's the thing about those iPhones; they get you to buy the next iPhone by doing little things like this. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get up. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. No, it's okay. Uh, Spike Eskin uh, now WIP, but still running things for W Fan uh, for the time being. We'll try to get him on. A, uh, a landline, and the next time we'll get him on in just a couple days. And uh, so, uh, apologies for that. There, it just uh, it's hard to do it when he just and it's very difficult. Uh, and I know he's not planning that. And, and I, he had some takes he wanted to get off uh, that I want to talk to him about. So, our apologies there. Spike Eskin still in Vegas, flying out though, as he says, because it's a hellhole there. It's a cesspool. The Super Bowl being there, uh, kind of fitting for him, to be honest with you. Uh, so, bit of a bummer. Bit of a bummer. I hate when this happens. Feel very vulnerable. Feel all alone right now. Um, I hate that swag. Yeah, it was tough. It was like it had like uh, like when stuff overmodulates. Sometimes the mic will cut out. Like if it gets too high, and it sounded like that. But might be my biggest pet peeve doing a radio show is I when know. that happens. I know. And I, I was he gonna felt f- bad too, and I said no, 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 no. It's, it's, we'll figure it out. No, Spike is Spike is great. He's always gotten back to me. He's always hopped on the yep. show when I've asked. He doesn't need to. He's a super busy dude, VP of programming, and now he's hosting in Philly. Uh, but he's always been really nice to us out here on the West Coast. Just bummed. I just bummed because I wanted to talk. I want to talk more Super Bowl with him. I want to talk about the NBA trade deadline. Uh, there's a team with a player on the team that I'm curious if he would if he's rethought the position that he had and a star player that I think's largely escaped criticism that most players in his position get. And that's Luka Doncic. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't play a lick of defense. No, he doesn't. And he's amazing. I like Luka Doncic. I just, I don't know, man. Like when you put him in a LeBron category, settle down. 
Well, no, but they, easy, J Kid. I heard that too. Well, but settle down, J Kid. Do it. He did it in the draft. They did it in the draft. He he's a six seven dude who can dribble and score and and you know set things up. His team's pretty bad. Yes, they are. And I know Kyrie's been hurt, but like, come on. <laughs> when you're doing the LeBron thing, like that dude took uh, that dude took Larry Hughes to the finals. You know, I, I've seen <laughs> things done before. <laughs> Uh, and I think Luca largely escapes most criticisms. All right, there's the daily ticker. It's a shortened version. Uh, we'll dive into some NFL media day audio. We got the mail sack at eight fifteen. Dirt and Sprague back with more. Hopefully, working all right on the fan. It's crunch time. Let's go. Where Dirt and Sprague crunch the hot topics you want to hear. What's the pressure? Don't sit here and act like there's no. We get nervous teeing off in front of a gallery on the tenth hole at Eastmoreland. Crunch time. Brought to you by Crunch Fitness with memberships as low as nine ninety nine per month. Find your crunch time in Portland, Vancouver, and online at crunch.com. All right, welcome back in Dirt and Sprague with you. Uh, we'll dive into Super Bowl audio coming up, top of the hour. Got the mail sack to get into. Got some mail sack questions written down. We'll answer. If you want to add any, you can on the YouTubes. Also, the uh, Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. Uh, it feels like we're living in a, a little bit of a a hellish place right now here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, no, not because of the city, but because of the local team. Blazers wow. are in a weird spot. Yeah. I heard Jake Fisher on the Heat Check podcast say Portland views themselves like the Houston Rockets. That they're really they're they're better than people think. And instead of going and signing a Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, they've got them and Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Grant. That was what Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports said. So this is uh, sources internal to the Trailblazers that he's. That's what he is indicating. Yeah, it's what it kind of feels like to the general fan base. Uh, I want to add on that, by the way, if that is indeed accurate. And Jake Fisher's, I think, proven a pretty good track record. I'm trying to get him on the show this week. We'll yeah. see if it happens. The schedule's crazy. Uh, I'd like to point out that Houston is not even in the play-in. Uh, no. Houston is... They've won a few more games than the Blazers, but they're... Uh, yeah. Eight more. Yeah. They're a game out of the play-in. They're 11th. They're not even top 10. They are ahead of the Warriors. Yep. At least the Warriors have won titles. I, I just... It doesn't feel... And maybe, maybe Woj breaks this news in an hour or on Thursday or Wednesday, but it doesn't feel like Swag... They're moving pieces, or maybe they're turning the noise up to make teams feel more antsy. But I've been listening to a lot of national podcasts on this topic, and a lot of the stuff is, hey, the teams that need a player, they're sitting in positions where right now they got one pick. If they wait till July, they got three. So are you going to take on a contract? Malcolm, by the way, is going to have to get an extension if you pick him up. Jeremy's on a, what, a $160 million deal? Yeah, he got his big extension. Not every team has the finances to kind of wiggle that in. So the teams that you would look at as possible fits for a trade, they're sitting in a, do we make this move now or do we wait, evaluate the cap, and then we've got more picks coming in the summer? And I think that's why the deadline's been such a non-buzz is because teams are stuck, not quite good enough, there might not be a move that moves the needle enough to win a title. Like DeMar DeRozan. He's a good example. 
that's a player that I think is good, could work on a team that needs to win. Does it do enough to go win a title? Well, now you take on the salary. What did you trade to get him? It's just a lot to weigh in, and Portland has made it known through local and national pundits, we're not really interested in moving Jeremy Grant at all, and we're not really interested in moving Malcolm Brogdon. So here we are in the first year post-Dame, even though you can certainly say they've been sucking for three years, and that's not inaccurate. Let's call it year one, just for argument's sake, post-Dame. Now you have said, all right, maybe we're not so bad. And the moment you have veterans that can contribute and want to be here, you're in kind of a weird no-man's land of, are we going to turn the rost over to the youth, or are we going to try to patchwork this thing together to win at a more competitive nature? I think what they're learning at one center court, not that they're learning, they've been here for so long, that, that front office and the ownership group, this city doesn't want to suck. No, it has a hard time being god awful for very long. And I've been saying that I've been saying this for 3 years. It's why I still kind of get upset that we just overlook the comment of you'll almost question how much we put our chips all in. They lied to us. They misled us and lied to us. Now, did it reach a point? Yeah, it did. And and they made the move. They they that's their choice. And that's okay. I don't think they would have necessarily won with Dame, but a swing is something I was pulling for. Well, now they, they've Scoot, and you have Ant, but you also have Malcolm and DA, who's got a lot of experience despite his age, and Jeremy, who's got a lot of experience. They got this kind of weird mix of experience, but, like, the youth movement is going. And now the trade market doesn't appear, at least right now as we sit, doesn't appear to be a very big active one unless a team gets desperate. Maybe that's the Lakers with the hourglass emoji. The point is, it feels like they're already pivoting out of this baby blazer thing in a way and saying, well, how can we build it up to be maybe be in the plan next year? And look, I there's a podcast on this. I was screaming this months ago. The Western Conference is open. It's not a good Western Conference. The Warriors are down. The Suns are iffy. The Pelicans are kind of iffy. The Mavericks are weird. The Lakers are old. The Jazz are kind of iffy. Like, when you go through the West, you trust Oklahoma City. I think so far you got to give Minnesota their benefit. They're not yep. going to win the title, but let's give them some credit. The Clippers, it's all about health. The Clippers is about health. And when they got all four of those surging. guys, they figured out how to play together. It's pretty scary. They got tested last night in Atlanta in a high-scoring affair, and they came through clutch, including Kawhi. And I'm going to ask Ken Barkley, by the way, on Thursday, one little, hey, you rethinking that Kawhi MVP thing, because guess what? It's getting louder. Yeah. And then the Denver Nuggets are still the Denver Nuggets. Sacramento's kind of weird. Houston, I don't know. Like, you look at the landscape. It's not like you can't compete. And so I was, I've been saying for months, you pivot out. I, I know it's not easy, but like you can win if you make the right moves. I think they're going to continue to play it the way they are. But it's just fascinating watching it locally where the noise is, they're not really interested in moving things the way that we all thought they were going to be once they traded Dame. That they're just okay kind of keeping this as is. And this as is is just very... Eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of that has to do with I think they thought the market might be a little better than it is. Also, the draft is becoming increasingly worse, it seems, by yeah. the day than it is getting better. And I think that changes the math a little bit. 
Because if 25, if 24 is so bad, 25, that's the Cooper flag draft is what it's known as. There's going to be even more players in that draft, and it's going to make 25 seem so much better than 24. But then, like, how many teams are going to willingly give up that, you know? It's just interesting watching the team building happening. You're seeing growth from guys during the season, but you're seeing still a bad team, but a bad team not willing to part because, well, they're not getting the assets they want. And I'm not saying go get the assets for the sake of getting the assets. I'm just finding all of this very interesting of the way they're building it, the patience they're showing, but also maybe this like wedge of youth and yet vets that can help them win because that's what they have right now. Ant, DA, Malcolm, and Jeremy. Those are four really good players that if built and having other pieces around them, they're at least competing in this, in this landscape. I know that like they're, they're competing with the Jazz. They're competing with this weird Mavericks team. They're at least that level. They're, they're probably at the rocket level. They're within a game, a game and a half. But we'll see how they do it. Because I can tell you right now, it ain't Scoot and Ant. That ain't the duo I want to see. Shaden's been hurt, so we haven't been able to watch him the last few weeks. And hopefully he comes back soon. Uh, but the landscape right now in the league is not very hot on the trademark, trade deadline. And neither is Portland, according to national pundits and even locally. We've been talking about this now for a couple days of maybe they're not moving those pieces yet. They're staying patient. They're evaluating. And it may prove to be the right idea. But also, if you view yourself as a team that can make a leap next year instead of sucking again, well, how is that? I'm curious to see how that math works of, of team building and trades and movement and who is playing with who. It's certainly not boring. I mean, it's boring in the sense that they're not winning games. But it's certainly not boring in the way of watching it unfold in front of our eyes, the team building concept right now here in Portland, Oregon, USA. I don't know. It hasn't grabbed me yet. Um, well, it hasn't grabbed a lot of people because they're not winning. You're not even watching any of these games? I watched some of the Denver game Sunday night. But, no, I'm not, like, saying I got to get my butt in front of the TV to see what they're doing tonight. Yeah, because you've lived here your whole life. And it's like, yo, <laughs> give me something to root for. Give me something to be excited about. Uh, that is uh, Crunch Time brought to you by Crunch Fitness. Memberships as low as $9.99 per month. Multiple locations online, crunch.com. We have a loaded final hour, some audio from the Super Bowl. Hour three, Dirt and Sprague on the fan. This is a week for quality food and beverages. I don't like beans in my chili. That's a fair debate because the ori original chili did not have beans in it. What do you mean the original? You were there when they created the <laughs> original was. chili on the Old West? Yep. Expensive commercials and stupid questions from reporters covering their first sporting event. Is your mom picking you up after the Super Bowl? This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Dirt and Spray on 1080. I'm here so I won't get found. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. The final hour of the radio program this morning. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope your Tuesday's going all right. We got the mail sack coming up here in 10 minutes. If you haven't submitted a mail sack question, please submit it to the Vancouver 4 text line, 503-864-6326. 
As I look ahead, a piece of paper I should have grabbed a minute ago during the break, but I keep watching people in this radio station decide to put all the readable papers that we need on almost the opposite side of the desk from where people sit. I don't understand at all the organizational structure here. It's uh, maddening. But we'll get to some of that stuff a little bit later. The mail sack at 815. Any and all questions are welcome at the mail sack. We got Super Bowl audio to get into. I got a lot of audio. Me and Swag pulled some audio from uh, day one of Media Day. We got NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. He's going to give us some cuts uh, coming up here as well. I want to read one thought. Somebody said, how come people are so, so down on the uh, – let me see if I can read this. Why are people so down on – oh, God, I cannot find the text line. It's great, but I can't find it. Why are people down uh, on the Ant, Scoot, and Shay thing – I think it can work. And I, I just responded like, I, I think it can, people think it can work. I just not one of them. I saw the Dame CJ thing happen for a long time, like too long. And I don't think there's a Damian Lillard in that group. So the best they did in most years was first round and done, unless somebody broke their hand or, uh, you know, Denver not ready. They had a couple breakthroughs for sure, but for the most part, it, it felt like a first round and done team maybe second round at best. That was with Damian Lillard. And I don't think there's a Damian Lillard on this team, and I don't think Ant can play off the ball, and Shaden is not a three. He's a two. No, I'm tired of six-foot-five threes yeah. trying to think you can compete yeah. for Western Conference championships. It is very difficult. You can't do it in the NBA. No, you cannot. Uh, so I, I get it. Like we all, That's the thing about the city that also— Draymond is a one-of-a-kind. That ain't yeah. going to happen. It's kind of the one thing about, I think, our city that's unique is uh, sometimes, unfortunately, we love every player way too much, and we think every player we have cannot be traded, and if they are, we need two first-round picks for them, and yeah. <laughs> Like, at the end of the day, most of these guys on this team, they don't carry that much value. They just don't. So I like Jabari Walker. Yeah, Jabari Walker can... You find Jabari Walker's kind of all the time, second-round player. I think he's good. But sometimes we overvaluate our own talent here. It's it's kind of our thing. It's our niche thing, our niche thing uh, that we do. I hope they make a move, but I also hope they don't make a move for the sake of making a move, and it doesn't feel like Joe from what we've seen post-Dame, is one that's going to do that. Just make a move to make a move. No. We don't want to see him just shuffling through. No. I want him to get as much value as he can, but also remember last trade deadline where we were at. Chips all in. Traded our mid-level signee from like four months prior for from second-round picks. Like... We were in kind of a weird, dark spot at yeah. that point, and then the optimism of we're going to go all in and be offensive with it, but that actually meant trading Damian Lillard and building around Scoot, Ant, and uh, Shea, or DA, or whoever you think they're building around now. Um, let's get to some Super Bowl audio before we get to the mail sack. I might break it up here where we get some audio in now and then get back into it at 8.30. Uh, I want to start. I think this is a good story. I talked about this before. Dirt left. I thought it was odd. I find it odd the way that, like, because Brock was put in the MVP conversation for two weeks, it just pissed people off to all hell, and, like, we had to completely bash him and say, well, he's just, just it's just the roster. He's not, it's not really him at all. And, and certainly some of it's true. The roster is amazing. I think he's, I think he's admitted it more than once. But Andy Reid, last night, and talking about Brock Purdy, here's what the opposing coach had to say. He's great under pressure. 
coming here, but the pass rush is coming, he'll spin right in there. What people don't know is that he can run. I think they saw that in the last game. Uh, he can, so he makes people miss. Uh, and then he's got... Is this the official action. audio from the NFL? Uh, it was one of the cut services that we have, yeah. Why would they post that cut? You can't even hear him. I don't know. Don't they have a general microphone that they talk into and all the audio? I think they're all over the place, so I don't know. God, that was awful. I couldn't hear. I heard him like say he can run. That's all I heard. What are we doing? (sighs) What a day. What a day. Here's Brock Purdy. I thought this was a good cut. Second year guy, Mr. Irrelevant, starting in his Super Bowl. Just his general philosophies as an athlete. I mean, the bottom line is, like, life isn't about you. Like, that's what I believe, you know. Um, Being a part of something bigger than yourself, um, you know, you get wrapped up in getting all the glory and the fame and the status. It's I feel like that's a shallow life, and um, that that can, you know, fade away pretty quickly. So, for me, it's, you know, obviously, yeah, we're playing the Super Bowl. I'm very honored and thankful. I want to win a championship for this organization. But more than anything, I'm, you know, trying to just serve my guys on this team well and, and love on them well and the whole organization and everyone in my life. That's That's how I view it. As a veteran coach in the Hoopers League for sixth grade girls, let me tell you, <laughs> I want to play that cut for my team. I love hearing stuff like that. It's all about team. And uh, Brock Purdy, I, I feel like Brock Purdy, contrary to the opinions and the noise that's been out about him, I, I think he's handled most of this pretty well. Uh, I love hearing cuts like, I mean, you want your quarterback saying stuff like that. He doesn't really let much affect him. He just kind of does what he does. Uh, Shanahan had told a good story because Jed York had talked about hearing for the first time about about Brock Purdy as a legitimate quarterback for the Niners. And he was asked about uh, that with Michael Robinson of the NFL Network. And Kyle Shanahan uh, told the story of, of when he realized it and how he told Jed. When owner comes in after training camp practices and is like, hey, how's the quarterback? And he, what he means is the starter or the second. And you and Irritation go, I don't know, but our third guy's the best. Like, that's not what he wants to hear. So that's why he remembers it very strong. But that was just more, Brock was so good right away with every rep he got. He was always the same. And he only got a couple of them. So it was easy for me to say. Because in his few reps, he was the best. But if you know that for a fact, I mean, then you do what you do right away. But he was the best. and But you ease that on. And every time he got a little more reps, it was the same as when he got two. And so when it was all said and done and he got a lot of playing time, I was like, oh, this looks exactly like what I told you when I was irritated. And he only had three reps. And I said, no, he's the best. But that's what was so real about Brock. That's why after his seven games, his rookie year, even when he got hurt, we knew what we had because he'd been that way in practice every day. And it was the exact same way in the games. Swag, you gave me a look when that cut was playing. Were we thinking the same thing there? What's that? I've heard a lot of Shanahan pressers. He sounds like he, was, he enjoyed the mini bar I before. I think he, he was having up. a good time at media <laughs> day yesterday. I <laughs> I want you to listen to the beginning of this cut one more time. When owner comes in after training camp practices and is like, "Hey, how's the quarterback?" And he, what he means, is the starter or the second. I think I might have hit the hospitality room before they came I don't know how that makes me feel. I think that makes me more nervous. Uh, (laughs) Vegas is consuming my team and my coach now. Uh, He went to the bar and Reed went over to the uh, slider buffet. That's that's pretty much what happened. (laughs) 
I'd prefer the slider buffet, I think. Uh, but you know what? I guess when in Vegas, I hope that's not a problem. Or so it was only Monday. Settle down. I I know, but it's, <laughs> you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Like, oh no, if he gets it Monday, what about Tuesday? What about the hump day? Friday in Vegas? Oh, that's a loose day. It's okay, curfew for everybody starting on Thursday. I think he's. I think he'll be locked in, but <laughs> definitely sounded like a bit of a. You know, Brock is great. I've heard a lot of Kyle Shanahan. That that's not how Kyle Shanahan normally sounds. Uh, maybe he's just tired. Maybe that's what that was. Uh, we will get back in. I got some great Travis Kelsey audio. Uh, interviewed by a child. A good, great question by an eleven-year-old. And then also, he was booed last night. Yeah. And we've got some Patrick Mahomes. So we'll get to some Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey audio coming up at the bottom of the hour. But the mail sack is next. Dirt and Sprague, if you got a mail sack question in, send it into the Vancouver Ford text line. You can put it on the YouTube chat as well, on Twitter if you want. Uh, we'll get to the mail sack next. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. A fun comment here. Blazer fans love their three-guard lineups more than Jonathan Smith loves short wide receivers. <laughs> Ah, that may be the case. You know that feeling when you you making a oh, I like over easy eggs and I like scrambled eggs. I'm not much of a sunny side up guy. I don't like wet eggs either. Like if I scramble them, they're cooked. They're not slimy. Yeah. I don't like slimy eggs. Right. So you like over hard eggs? Is what you're saying? No, 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 no. Over easy in the like you cover the yolk, you cook it a little bit, but oh, it still okay. gives me some yolk. I like them over hard. Do you? I don't like the only time I'll have uh, squishy yolks is as a poached egg when you have like, like an eggs, eggs Benedict, Benedict yeah. or something and there's bread to soak up the yolk. I like it in a breakfast bowl, my over easy eggs. Like some yams or sweet potatoes, some veggies, uh, some meat in there somewhere. Yeah. Like I like that. If I could sum my day up best, I'd say I, I planned on making an over easy egg today. Yeah. The yolk popped when I went to flip you the broke egg now. The yolk, huh? And now I've just got a super hard yellow yolk with no runniness at all. There you go. It's still an egg, you know, yes. but it's not what I had planned. Yeah. That's kind of how I'm feeling right now. Um you need to go to you need to look up sheared eggs. Sheared eggs? They're I've never baked. heard of that. Baked eggs. Oh, yeah, baked eggs. Huh? Uh if you're interested in hanging with us as a radio station, you're in luck. Yes. Tuesday, February 27th, we'll be out at X-Golf Tualatin in Vancouver. You can sign a threesome up now. This is our first ever fan winter golf classic. And our good partners at X-Golf Tualatin and Vancouver are helping us put this together. They only need threesomes. Four's too many. Three's kind of the perfect number. Everybody can kind of manage each other's expectations in that moment. There's always that weird lingering fourth person if you're into that kind of thing. So we need a great threesome. They have noon rounds. 4 p.m. rounds. Danny Dusty will be live in Vancouver. Isaac and Suk will be live in Tualatin. The winning threesome will be entered into a foursome for our summer uh, fan golf classic. And the losers will get a free lesson at X Golf. Go to 1080thefan.com. Yeah. I think we're playing Pebble up. Beach, aren't we? Um, I, is On there, the simulator. Is there a dedicated course for everybody, or do you pick your own? I don't. I didn't, no, I think I didn't. we're all playing the same one. I think that's the whole deal. Oh, I didn't. Nobody's told me. Any information. That's uh, how this goes in a communication company. We don't talk to each other about these events. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> off what the paper says. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, sign up, TennedyTheVan.com. What I do know is happening is we want to party with you guys. Yes. Tuesday, February 27th. It should be an event. Let's get to the mail sack. We'll dive back in. I got great Travis Kelsey audio. 
We got Mahomes. We found out his. Uh, I'll see if I can find the clip. Somebody asked him what his uh, uh, professional wrestling name would be too. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Maybe you can find the clip. If we don't, you can tell us on the other side of this. Yeah. Let's start. Oh, I, I wrote some of the mail sack questions in. Give me just a second here. Uh, mail sack question: What's the worst job you've ever had? Oof. This is an easy one for you. I can answer this one for you. Which one's that? No matter what jobs you tell me you held in college or as a teenager in high school, I know the worst job was the job before you worked at the fan because it drove you to want to work in radio where you don't make a lot of money. (laughs) It drove you out of that business into this business. The job didn't. the, the, The company did. It wasn't necessarily the job. And I saw some writing on the wall, too, and I think you're a little older. But, uh, no, I mean... What's your worst job, then? Uh, it was probably... Well, there was a summer, because I had a great job, like, at a grocery store, which I would recommend. I was high school into college, but we came home one summer, and there was a grocery strike, and I couldn't because I had worked long enough and had joined the union at some point. Oh, you couldn't be a scab. So we got locked out. Uh, well, there was a lockout. Gotcha. So... So, yeah, so I had to, I was looking for any, I some temporary thing, and there was some farm down in Aurora that you, like, would, because I worked in the produce department at the grocery store, so you would prepare stuff that went out to, like, restaurants. Yeah. And so I had to leave because the onions, like, when I started chopping onions, I was, I was done. My eyes can't hack it. Yeah. And I love onions. I, I do, too. I But I was like. I've learned if you don't cut a certain part of the onion, it doesn't make you cry. Oh, well, we're... It's I a mean, defense it's, mechanism it's for go. the onion. It's like chop, you know, yeah. it's like five-pound thing of chopped onions for this thing out the door. Yeah, easy one for me. Worst job, I worked at a frozen custard restaurant or, or shop, whatever you classify it as, in Vancouver, because we were living in Vancouver at the time, and I enjoyed the job. There were hotties. There were really cool, relaxed people. And frozen custard. And frozen custard, which you've never had it. It's amazing. It's actually the best thing. I think it's better than ice cream and fro-yo. And I left that job because I had an older gal that I worked with tell me what I was going to do. She ran a motel, and then she worked at that job part-time, told me what I was going to be doing for a job, told me what the pay was going to be. I quit the custard business. I went to the hotel. I was a janitor. And the first shift, I had to unclog the women's bathroom toilet that had gotten clogged from, wait for it. Oh, no, 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 don't, no. Not, yeah. No, people are eating breakfast. Yeah, we'll wait for it. You like ketchup? <laughs> you like ketchup? The water was shooting out of the toilet with red. And that was the moment I said, I'm not doing, I went to her office and I, she was really nice, but I was like, you lied and misled me. I'm out. I'm out. You lied. I. This was not what you talked about doing at all. That was the worst job. I think it was the Phoenix Inn over there off of Mill Plain. I worked at that one for exactly one shift and said, the hell with this job. I'm out. Uh, mail sack question. How often will Gabriel be compared, Dylan Gabriel, to Tua or Mariota? Will it be insufferable? This person saying, it already kind of feels like it is, and nobody is saying anything yet. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't gotten all wrapped up in in that yet, so I haven't heard much. Hawaiian guy from the same high school as Mariota, now at Oregon. I think this is an easy yes. Yes. Um, but we'll. I, I think after a few games, it'll die down. 
And I would argue if it gets better for him as the season goes on, they start comping the Mariota season the way that they kind of did with Knicks. And then, oh, look, I think Dylan it'll Gabriel. be more of a national. I think locally they'll get through it pretty quick and okay. move on. I think nationally, though, like when, you know, if the Ducks are going to have a season that many project them could be in contention for a Big Ten title in their first year in the conference and college football playoff. And so their games are on national TV. Then, yes, you will see the graphics up there of Mariota's Heisman year versus whatever Gabriel's doing. Uh, mail sack question. Somebody asked, if we gave you rain guaranteed every day from November 1st to March 31st, but beautiful weather the rest, do you take the deal? Wasn't. Every day, it's going to rain from November 1st to March 31st. After that, sunshine, basically. No, I'm going to I'm gonna parse it. I think is I'm playing the weather. Is it cold or is it like, can I go do stuff? Well, I think I'd imagine it's cold when it's November and December and January and February. But if you're saying it won't snow? Like yeah, if it's, it's just, just rain, rain. So it's going to be at worst in the, you know, right. low 40s. Yeah. I might take that. If if some days I, I, it's just a sprinkle or a shower or something, it's not like pouring every damn day. If it's pouring every day and we're getting like a quarter to a half inch of rain every day, I'm out. Can't do that for five months. Uh, yeah, I I actually, I'm going to let the weather gods dictate our weather. I'm not going to take that deal. It sounds good in did, theory. Did Groundhog see his shadow the other day? It did day? not. It's early spring. Hallelujah. El Nino, the Pineapple Express. It's nice. all coming through for us. We had a nice weekend, by the way. We did. God, it was glorious. Uh, mail sack question. Would you rather wait? This was a story I didn't bring up. And, you know, curious your thoughts. Would you Would you rather wait two hours in line for Terry Porter's yard sale or wait two hours in line uh, for Mia Malkova? Uh, what? Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know who I that think is. that's a porn star. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know the story of this. Was TP just looking to, is he, is he becoming a minimalist? Like, I, he was I selling everything. I don't know the background, and I haven't had enough stones to ask somebody that might know yet. They said memorabilia, like all of his stuff well, it is was what it sounded everything. like. Yeah. Because he's had that Dunthorpe estate since For a his long blazer time, right? days. Yeah. And like I know TP's car, got some good stuff. His bobbleheads, his cars, his like jerseys, like they were selling everything. I saw it. I almost wanted to go to it Sunday, but then I, you know, I got lazy. I'm not going to win. What am I going to spend 150 dollars <laughs> on a bobblehead that I could get on eBay? Eh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. Uh, mail sack question. Give me a second here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I have a three and a half year old. How old or how did slash do you deal with young kid tantrums slash outright defiance? It's a great question. Uh, nobody's going to be perfect. You're going to have moments where you're going to contemplate shaking that child until they're silent. Like, let's just be honest. You get to that point. I just let them know, like, yo, enough is enough. Yeah. But I'm also not going to be physically harming the child no i will say you need to go you need to go into your room and you need to let that out i'm not dealing with this anymore i'm yeah done. it's more about when you're able to you know calmly tell me what's bothering you and we can discuss it that's fine but your behavior is such that you can't be out with the rest of the family until you can calm down now my stepdad now oh. you might have to listen to him scream and pound and all that for a while 
<laughs> I would have got a bare hand of the ass at three and a half if I would have been throwing a tantrum. That's just what it was. But not so much anymore. It, it's going to happen. You just got to yeah. let it play out. Most of the time they feel weirdly bad about it or they, they start kind of yeah. cuddling up to you once they, they've calmed down a little. That, that still happens. My seven-year-old had a moment last night. She didn't want to read a book. She wrote me a little note. She apologized, and we ended up reading a book. It's just, it's what it is. Parenting's fluid. Uh, last one. Favorite Costco item. Slice of pizza, hot dog, rotisserie chicken, muffins, or the chicken bake? Ooh. Uh, the rotisserie chicken, I think. It's a little more diverse. Yeah. It can be used as the immediate dinner. I can do quite a few things. You can just, you know, chow down if you're hungry and on the run, or you can, uh, yeah, chop that meat up, use it in a whole bunch of different forms. Chop them. So what I usually do when we get it, we usually use it for dinner, and then we'll chop the rest of the meat up, dice it up, put it in a a Tupperware container, save it for the week for either sandwiches. Sandwiches, salads, Salads. And then what we do, we take the entire bone. Yeah. And then we make, we do chicken pho. Oh, okay. We use it for chicken pho yeah. in our house. The stock. Yeah, absolutely. I the bones give it more, more flavor, baby. Yep. You need those bones. Got to get boned. We got chicken boned. Uh, good mail sack there. Sorry if we missed any questions at the, the YouTube chat or the, the Vancouver 4 text line or Twitter or anything. Good questions. Let's get to the other audio. Travis Kelsey was feeling this and Patrick Mahomes being honest about that. Next on The Fan. All right, welcome back in. 837. On uh, Portland Sports Leader 1080, the fan, good morning. I hope your Tuesday's off to a great start. One great part about our show is as soon as it's done, breaking news usually happens, so get ready for either a massive blazer trade or something happening at the Super Bowl. Uh, We have uh, some audio here to get to from Travis Kelsey. It really is the Travis Kelsey Super Bowl, isn't it? It is. I, you know, Chief fans exempt from this for obvious reasons. I mean, reasons. Goodell got six or seven uh, Swifty questions during his address. I, I mean, she's the biggest artist to maybe ever exist. Like, of course, yeah. people are going to ask about her. She's going to be, I think she's flying. I keep seeing this on either. Well, I guess she has a concert in, in Tokyo. Yeah, so she's going to time so this. Trying to hightail it, supersonic, whatever, to get to Vegas in time for kickoff. She has to leave at a specific time in Japan and then, like, just straight to Vegas to make the game. I would be willing to wager she does because, well, she's Taylor Swift. Uh, Travis Kelsey was asked what his wrestling name would be if he was in the WWE, (laughs) and this is what he said. My wrestler name? I don't know. Maybe uh, the Big Yeti? I don't know. The Big Yeti. You don't want to see the Yeti. I think the problem with Travis Kelsey as a wrestler is he would not be able to stay in one character. He would kind of do voices for multiple. He does this. When you see him in some settings, it's... His brother's more likely to be the wrestler. I think his brother would be a great wrestler. Yeah. I don't know what his name would be, but I don't think Travis could keep the script as one wrestler. No. He'd be a little Mick Foley. He'd have, like, Cactus Jack and Mankind and Dude Love, and he wouldn't know which character he's going to be. Big Yeti. I think him and Kittle, actually, I know he got the question. Kittle, I think, is more likely to be a wrestler. He yes. actually follows it. He was asked his opinion on Roman Reigns versus The Rock instead of Cody Rhodes, <laughs> and he gave, like, a real take. 
him and Kelsey being wrestlers when they retire, a tag team duo and calling themselves the tight ends would be amazing. I would maybe I would probably have to tune into a couple matches just to see both of them. Uh, there was a child picked from Vegas out of like a big group of them. They're, I think they do this every Super Bowl. Yeah, a kid that aspires, Some young, aspiring Sparky. Yeah, and and this I think this kid was eleven. 11 I yeah. I saw a couple of his questions. Uh, take a listen to the question and Kelsey giving him an answer. My name is Jeremiah. I am an 11 year old. Sharp gentleman, right here. I'm an 11 year old local journalist here in Las Vegas, Nevada, okay. and I'm here with NFL Network. It's such an honor, such a pleasure to be speaking with you. It's a pleasure to meet you, very, okay. very well spoken, man. Thank you. So, my first question to you is: Oh, every season, social media has been buzzing about your touchdown celebrations, whether okay. it's the stanky leg in the Super Bowl, <laughs> the heart in the air in the AFC Championship, or a choreographed dance in the end zone. So, can we expect any surprise celebrations in your first touchdown in the Super Bowl? And if so, will there be solo or as a I gotta, I gotta start thinking about it. I haven't thought about it quite yet. Um, who knows? Maybe during the uh, red zone period in practice, I'll, I'll, I'll test out a few. You got any good ones for me? You got any requests? Honestly, no. Come on, what would you, what would you do if you got in the end zone? I mean, as a football, I, I really just do a spike. I don't really try to do any okay. crazy celebrations. Spike is electric. I'm with that. <laughs> the spike is electric. That's Great right. question. Yeah. Nice little e- prepared. Yeah. I'm hoping he had index cards or no, something. No, I, I watched. I recorded the oh, video off of NFL.com. He was prepared, huh? He knew what he wanted to ask. There you go. Got right to it. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, this was a good moment. So. The media, the way they're doing media day, it used to just be Tuesday. It was like Tuesday media day was the thing. It, well, that was it. Yeah, was they your... released the hordes, but they turned it into a, another ticketed event because fans were there now, and they've made it Monday night. And I think the teams like it because they they get in Sunday, they take care of all that, they get settled in, they'll do that, and then Tuesday they get back into practices right. going for the week leading up to Sunday. So yesterday they did the big media day, and a part of this that I like is, uh, like for example, they put Mahomes and Purdy on the stage. Yeah. They also put Warner and Jones on the stage. Yes. Kiddo and Kelsey on the stage. And this was just, I don't care who you root for, this was a great moment. This is Travis Kelsey talking, and you can tell by the noise what fan base is most at this oh, event. Oh, yes. Take a listen. Tell you what, man, I uh, I leaned on my teammates more than I ever have. And uh, it's, it's been absolute. <laughs> Y'all are firing me up, man. Make me want to play right now, baby. <laughs> I love the booze more than I love the cheers, baby. Keep them coming, Niners gang. Keep them coming. I love it. I love it. He yep. plays into it, man. Our boy I, Scott Hansen was out there emceeing the whole thing. Yes, he was. Kittle just looking on and smiling like, ah, oh, damn it. Look at you guys pissing him off now on a Monday night. We don't need this. <laughs> need him to be old and washed. And here you go. You're firing him back up. He's having a great playoff right now. I know a lot of people. And I, yeah, I love that Colin just saying, like, it's kind of pathetic to care so much about Taylor Swift being seen for five seconds became kind of the entire encompass but I feel like everybody in America was kind of saying this I don't care how annoyed you are he's great he knows when to play into it he plays it up I I think Travis Kelsey yeah. has been fantastic I don't care about the Taylor Swift stuff this is fantastic that was great television watching that last night and like the Niner fans all packing it in booing the living hell out of him Patrick Mahomes was asked because he was seen in the post game in the locker room he didn't have a shirt on, and he caught wind of this, and social media 
Social media was caught off guard and surprised that his muscle definition isn't quite defined. Hey, we've heard for years from uh, Trent Dilfer that if you're going to be an NFL quarterback, you need to have a little pudding. You got to have a little pudge. He's, he's, I, I've seen, he's got a little tiny you gut. You got to have something to absorb. Well, also, like, I've seen the videos of him with his family after a win. He likes to have a couple brewskis. Like, a couple of pops. And, and let me calm down. Keep him away from dad. Give him to me. Let me calm down. There you go. And Patrick Mahomes did not like it. He basically said, how dare you guys send this out? I have a dad bod right now. He was actually asked about his six-pack. Uh, another Super Bowl for sure. I, I have a six-pack. It's just under the dad bod. So it's just, if you, if you feel, I mean, there might be some skin there, but then underneath that, the six-pack's there. You just got to get real close, and you got to squint a little bit, and I think you'll see it. That's fantastic. How is that guy a villain? Everybody wants to make him a You think he's a villain? Oh, that was the uh, whole, it's a whole narrative. The Chiefs have become the villain now really? because they've... Because yeah. of the Swifty stuff? Uh, no, I think more just because they've been there, chance to win their third in five years. It's their fourth <laughs> appearance in five well, they, years. They become and kind become of the, the evil empire. Yeah, now. I mean, I talked to my brother-in-law, and he hates the Niners. Hates the Niners. He goes, I hope they lose. Niner fans, I can't stand Oh, I'm them. rooting against them. I, I get it. I do. I certainly get it. But then we both are like, well, yeah, but that guy's going to be good for 20 years. They're going to be the Patriots. Like, I'm sorry. Andy Reid's going to come and go. A new coach will get in there. Mahomes is still going to be Mahomes. I, I'm more fascinated by the fact that maybe the greatest quarterback to ever exist sounds like this. Uh, another Super Bowl for sure. I, I have a six-pack. It's just under the dad bod. So it's just, if, <laughs> if, if you feel, I mean, there might be some skin there, but then underneath that, the six-pack's there. You just got to get real close, and you got to squint a little bit, and I think you'll see it. Sounds like Krusty the Clown. <laughs> Krusty the Clown mixed with Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> we... <laughs> we <laughs> We got to pull that cut in the middle of that. <laughs> There's some skin there. Like, I got to pull that cut. I'm trying to accu- – I think you either – I hope you didn't delete them. I sent some cuts to Jordan last week that I wanted to preserve. Be- oh, okay. They're not out of the system. I just took them out of the hockey page. So what What my goal is in the next, you know, whatever, four to five weeks, however long dirt is gone, my goal is to basically welcome him back with all of these new random audio drops <laughs> – to see if he heard or was even aware that these audio things happened while he was out. So I'm trying to, if I can pull that specific part of that cut, okay. there's some skin there. Fantastic. It'd be perfect. <laughs> I cannot believe the best quarterback in the world sounds like that. It's so good. Uh, we wrap it up. A lot a lot more to get into. Tease tomorrow. And uh, what's ahead next on The Fan. Uh, that was great. I'm glad you did that so quickly. I, I agree with this person. Like you just you said they're villains. I, I'm gonna beg to differ. They they could win the Super Bowl when they're third and five. And like if their offensive line's healthy, I think they beat Tampa. So we're talking about four. Like it's that's that close. You can hate the Patriots because they got caught cheating twice. Yeah. One of those was a bit ridiculous, I thought, with the deflating of footballs. Spygate was actually the bigger issue yeah. than Deflategate. And they were they got the Rams plays on tape. Like, of course yeah. you can be prepared for that. You can't hate Kermit the Frog. I, I don't know how you say that they're villains. Who? The Chiefs. No, I that's what I'm saying. I don't you said somebody said I don't think that's I, a real there's thing. There's a national narrative going really? around. Yeah. Oh, dude, you got Reed in the commercials. Give me your nuggies. He's like this, you know, bigger, lovable guy. You got Kermit the Frog here. No, I think I think there's a thing of maybe a little overexposure where people are kind of tired of Kelsey and Swifty and 
every oh, okay. all the State Farm commercials oh, and all that. Yeah, I, but I don't think that makes him villain. No, I don't. I don't think it does at all. Um, Ed, look, he he's not in. He's catching a stray here. Somebody asked, and speaking of dad bods, how big will dirt be when he returns? There might be some skin there. <laughs> There's there's a six pack in there. It's just uh, under the skin. Uh, R.I.P. Toby Keith. Not a big country music guy, but legendary country artist passed away from cancer. Wow. I uh, grew up. My uncle, my mom, my stepdad listened to country. It wasn't that old. 61, 64. Oh, he's a little older than I thought. Uh, very unfortunate news there. That's sad. And how about this quote? You'll enjoy this one. Maybe we talk about this a little tomorrow. The Las Vegas mayor, Carolyn Goodman. On the A's relocation plan, they've got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland. Wow. I'm telling you, I don't know if they're going to Vegas. I don't think I don't this know is happening. If they are either. So, uh, you Rob need to get rid of that owner. Gonna, uh, he might be the first, well, the latest owner to be excommunicated. Marge shot, they kind of ran out of oh, town. This dude's a bum, too. Get him Angelos out of there. Angelos is selling the, the Orioles. Yeah. So, uh, I know Moreno was thinking about selling the Angels, so you're slowly weeding out these bums. Yeah. Not good news for the A's. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Some Blazer Talk, some NFL, great mail sack. Uh, if you hey, you any- want to see great sports tonight, yeah. Edmonton goes for the all-time NHL winning streak tonight in Vegas against the defending cup champion, 7 o'clock ESPN Plus and Hulu. There you go. You can catch that. We'll be back tomorrow with more Super Bowl stuff, and uh, we'll talk to you bright and early, 6 to 9 a.m. on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Van. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.